You're listening to Weekend Edition here on Michigan Radio. An eminent person can also be a prominent person, and perhaps this person is also preeminent in their field, which involves a whole lot of eminence. That's what they say. Good morning. I'm Rebecca Kruth. Joining us now is University of Michigan English professor Ann Curzan. Hi, Ann. Hello. This week's question comes from Kai. Kai says, what is the difference between an eminent scientist and a preeminent scientist? Does the latter carry the same meaning as la creme de la creme? And what about prominent? Kai is really confused, Anne. Can you help? I can help. And the answer is the distinctions are few. (laughs) Preeminent, eminent, and prominent all go back to the same Latin verb stem for stand out, which makes sense. And if we think about prominent, I think we often think about that as standing out in the sense of maybe protruding above the surface of something, readily apparent or visible. And so that can mean widely known, a prominent person. And let's think about these because Kai asked about it with scientists. So let's think about all three adjectives with people as opposed to things. So prominent, widely known, readily visible, standing out. Eminent, well-known, respected. Most dictionaries will also define it as prominent (laughs) in the sense of standing out or conspicuous. So certainly the meanings overlap here. Preeminent, you have that pre, which here means ahead of or first. So if you're eminent, you're well-known or respected. If you're preeminent, you are at the top of that rank. You're ahead of all the (laughs) eminent scientists. (laughs) That's right. You're at the front of the line for the eminent folks. Having paramount rank, being superior in some way within this echelon (laughs) of eminence. But certainly there are people who will see preeminent and eminent as very close to each other. That raises this question of, is the pre redundant? I would say it isn't. It is trying to create a fine-grained distinction between eminent and preeminent. But there are places where people have been concerned that the pre is redundant. And two verbs here are prepay and preplan. Rebecca, how do you feel about prepaying? Prepaying, that is something I have done a lot, especially during COVID. I prepay for food that I'm going to go pick up from a restaurant. I pay over the phone before I go get it. So then, Rebecca, is there a distinction for you between prepaying and paying? I think so, because when I prepay for that food, I haven't yet seen that food. I completely agree with you. And especially if we think in terms of conventions, typically we have ordered food and paid for it there If we eat there, we pay for it at the end of the meal. If we pick it up, we pay for it as we pick it up. So we're prepaying when we haven't seen it yet. (laughs) Now, how do you feel about preplan? To me, that one does sound redundant. I don't know if I could use that one. And that was my reaction of, you always plan in advance, so what does it mean to preplan? This verb is in Merriam-Webster's dictionaries and American Heritage. And American Heritage makes a really interesting point here, which is that pre-plan can refer to planning in advance of when one would typically plan. So for example, perhaps one is pre-planning one's wedding even though one is not engaged. I may have actually done that a little bit (laughs) myself. (laughs) Or another example would be you pre-plan for a hurricane 
you may not even live in a hurricane area or there isn't one in the forecast, but you're pre-planning, you've got the supplies in case one ever comes. The event doesn't even exist yet. Right. But you're pre-planning. Got it. Now, I get that some listeners are undoubtedly cringing right now and saying, would you please stop saying pre-plan on the radio because I don't like it. But I think it's interesting to think about those subtleties, perhaps, between planning and pre-planning. Well, let's pre-plan to have another really great segment next week. (laughs) I'm just going to plan on it, Rebecca. All right. Sounds good. Thanks so much. (laughs) Talk to you later. Anne Curzan is a professor of English at the University of Michigan. We look at the evolution of language every Sunday morning here on Weekend Edition. If you can't always catch us on Sunday, you can subscribe on iTunes. Just search for That's What They Say. And if you have a question about our ever-changing language, email us at language at michiganradio.org.